Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Today we are talking about some fun words. I don't know. I just need to change it up because I just get I get bored otherwise. Gotta gotta change it up. All right. Uh, we are gonna have so much fun in this episode today. Oh my gosh! Get excited. Get ready. Let's do this. Uh, the first word is castle. C a s t l e. It is the first form noun from before the twelfth century. 1A, a large fortified building or set of buildings. I don't know. I just think castles are cool. I I don't think I've ever really been at one. I've been in a couple like old buildings that wouldn't really be considered castles. But man, I watched shows like Game of Thrones or something. And how cool would it be to, you know, just be there with all the hubbub and Lord of the Rings and what else? There was another show I just popped in my head, but I can't think of what it was. I don't know. I just think that was very cool. I, you know, obviously that time of life back in the day it was terrible. Uh, oh, Disenchantment. It's not a real life show. It's a cartoon. But still, it's like, you know, living in a castle. There's something something cool about that. I would maybe want to do it for a day. And I think that's it. Uh, we will be... Actually, you know what? Let's talk about this now. Uh, there is a picture of a castle. Uh, and there are eight things that we can give names to so the castle the picture is um there's it's a square there's you know big walls that make the square and um there are like turrets there are rounded portions at different portions different parts especially the corners uh and then in the middle there is a big round cylinder uh building you know a tall tower uh and then between that and one of the walls, there is another building, which we will we will give a name to that. Um, and then, yeah, so here we go. Number one is the fortified approach. So this is the opening. This is the gate. Uh, oh, and there is a moat around this castle. Uh, and so there's like a, a mini little opening on, on the main side of the moat. And then, uh, so that is the fortified approach. And then number two is the moat. I already said that. Number three is the drawbridge, uh, so that is on the inside of the moat. The, you know, we know, we all know where the drawbridge is. Uh, number four is the ward. What is the ward? What is that pointing to? I don't see what it's not pointing. Is it just the opening area? Is it just between the walls and between the, the building in the middle? Is that the ward? Possibly, because there's no line. It's not pointing to a thing. It's just on the open uh, ground there. Number five is the angle. The, oh, the angle tower. So these are the towers. Uh, yes, each, each one of the towers on the corners of the square, those are the angle towers. Uh, number six is the donjon. That's one name. It's also the keep. So that's the middle part, the, the building in the middle. That is the keep or the donjon. Seven is the chapel. Uh, where is that? There's the chapel. It's just, uh, you know, in one of the corners... That would probably be that, you know, it's the church. It's the place where they do the chapel things. Uh, number eight, it's the last one. It is the gallery. So that is the building I mentioned before that goes between the keep and one of the walls. What do they do in the gallery? Is that where the art is? I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of other names for things, but, uh, but that's what we got. It's just a cool picture of a castle. And uh, that is the castle. So now it is time to read the rest of the definitions for castle. Uh, 1B, a massive or imposing house. 2, a retreat safe against intrusion or invasion. And number 3, the third form of the word rook. 
Uh, I know in chess you can castle, which means you swip swap, swip swap. You swap the uh, the the king and the rook, uh, and so the rook is uh, keeping the king safe in his little corner. Um, I know that there are some rules behind it, but uh, but yeah, that is uh, when you castle, you put the rook on the outside of the king. Uh, let's see. This is from uh, Norman and Picard, uh, the French word castel, from the Latin castellum, which means fortress, diminutive of castrum, which is a fortified place, perhaps akin to the Latin castrare, which means to castrate? Wow, why did that get in here? Uh, I guess if you're... Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to think about that one too hard. Moving on to the second form of castle. This is a verb from 1587, uh, starting with transitive. One, to establish in a castle. Two, to move in castling. Uh, And the example is the chess king, like I talked about before. I'm so smart. Uh, Now we have one intransitive definition, which says, to move a chess king two squares toward a rook and in the same move, the rook to the square next past the king. So you move the king over, and then you put the rook on the other side of the king uh, from his new spot. Okay, next is castled. Adjective from 1603. Synonym is castellated. And uh, did we already read that one? Man, I've read so many of these ding-dang words. Uh, I don't think, I don't know. I don't really care. Let's move on to um, castle in the air. This is four words from 1566. An impractical, impracticable, what? What is this word? Impracticable. An impracticable project. And the synonym is daydream. It is called also castle in Spain. So some people like to think that Spain is in the air, but it is not. It is on the ground. Uh, So yeah, impracticable. It's just like it's impractical. It's not uh, practical to do this project. It is a daydream. Uh, But you know what? Let's make these castles in the air real. Let's do it. Let's make them actual things. Okay, next is cast off. Two words with a hyphen. Adjective from 1613. Thrown away or aside. And cast off is also a noun with no hyphen. Just one word. But here we go. With cast off again, it is two words with no hyphen. It is a verb from 1575 starting with transitive. One synonym is loose, L-O-O-S-E, as in cast off a hunting dog. Two synonym is unfasten, as in cast off a boat. It's the same thing. You can cast off the dog. You can cast off the boat. Same same thing in my mind. Number three, to remove from a knitting needle in such a way as to prevent unraveling. That's very smart. And the example is you are removing a stitch. Intransitive is next. One, to unfasten or untie a boat or a line. Two, to turn one's partner in a square dance and pass around the outside of of the set and back. Cast your partner to and fro. I think I did this once before, but once before. Three, to finish a knitted fabric by casting off all stitches. Next is cast on. Is this the opposite of cast off? Let's find out. It is a transitive verb from 1840 to place stitches on a knitting needle for beginning or enlarging knitted work. Man, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like I should try knitting 
or crochet. It seems like, I probably mentioned this before, it seems like something that I would find very uh, meditative and I would be good at it. It's very repetitive, but still sort of creative, but you're doing the same thing over and over again, and maybe I could do it. Wouldn't wouldn't that be a funny sight to see me knitting while watching some TV show? I think that would be hilarious, but you know, I might, I might enjoy it. Who knows? Uh, okay, next we have Caster. This is the one with O-R. In the last episode, we had E-R, but Castor was mentioned. Uh, so here we go with Castor, noun from the 14th century. One, uh, we have the 1A definition for the word beaver. I probably talked about this back then. Uh, number two, the synonym is castorium, which is coming up in this episode. I also probably talked about this, but we'll talk about it again. And then number three is a beaver hat. So this is from the Greek word castor with a K, uh, from castor with a capital K, which means castor with a capital C, which is actually our next word. So let's let's dive right into that one. Uh, this is a noun from the 15th century. One, one of the Dioscuri, D-I-O-S-C-U-R-I with a capital D. I don't know what the Dioscuri are. Uh, I assume it's plural. Uh, Number two, the more northern of the two bright stars in Gemini. Uh, So that is, I guess they were like, hey, look at that star. It looks like a beaver. Why? I don't know. It just does. Uh, Yeah, so I'm, I'm... I guess if we go back to beaver, there's it's probably castor is probably in the scientific name or something like that. Uh, but yes, beavers are casters. Uh, okay, next is castor bean. Two words, noun from 1819, the very poisonous seed of the castor oil plant. Also, the synonym castor oil plant. And next is castorium. Uh, this is a noun from the 14th century. A bitter, strong-smelling, creamy, orange-brown substance that consists of the dried perineal glands of the beaver and their secretion, and is used especially by perfumers, called also just castor. Yes, if I did not mention this before, or if you not have not heard me talk about this, this is a fun fact that I like to tell people uh, that castorium is often found in perfumes and food, don't forget the food. It's also in food, and uh, it comes from it's a it's a, a secretion that comes from the perineal gl- glands, which are near the beaver's anus. And somebody sometime thought that they should start putting it in stuff that humans used. Uh, so myself as a vegan, I avoid this. I mean, I would I should avoid it anyway. I think we sh- all should avoid it. Um, but yeah, I, I can't. I think it's maybe like a a vanilla flavor. I can't remember the specifics, but it might be like a vanilla flavoring or something. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why people do this, but it is a thing. So um, I, you know, and I don't think they have to kill the beaver, so that's good. But also, beavers should not. We should not be taking stuff from their bodies to to for our own sake. And why? Why do we need to flavor our stuff? Uh, in this way, I just think this is completely ridiculous. I'm sorry, this is my rant. Um, but yes, look for castorium, and if it's something that you want, go get it. If it's something that you don't want, which I think most of you are probably in agreement with, let's let's not purchase stuff with this thing in it. Uh, let's let's be nice to the beavers, please. Okay, 
Castor oil is next. Two words, noun from 1746. A pale, viscous, fatty oil from castor beans used especially as a cathartic and as a lubricant and plasticizer. Um, And uh, this is probably from its former use as a substitute for castorium in medicine. So I guess they use castorium in medicine too. Um, And then um, I think this is from our next and last word, which is castor oil plant. Uh, Castor oil has a hyphen and then there's the word plant. Uh, So it looks like maybe we can get this from an actual plant and not from a beaver. Uh, But anyway, this is a noun from 1836. A tropical old world herb widely grown as an ornamental or for its oil-rich castor beans. And the scientific name is Ricinus communis. I think it's something like that. Uh, Let's see. Uh, so we had castle, castled, castled in the air, cast off, cast off, cast on, castor, castor, castor bean, castorium, castor oil, and castor oil plant. Uh, there is a song from Les Mis that's something in the air. I don't think it's castle in the air. It might be. I could probably try and sing that. But instead, I think what I'm going to do is pick uh, castorium as the lovely word of the episode because it's it's so, so great, right? Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, I thought it would be kind of fun, funny to read the, uh, the first few words in a song form. What song will this take? I don't know. A bitter, strong smelling, creamy orange brown substance. Yeah, that was fun. Um, all right. Well, those were all the words. I should quickly look at some holidays. Uh, there's not a lot. It's really, it's, it's Lent. And in Lebanon, it is Teacher's Day. Uh, so today, March 9th, that's all we got going on. All right, thank you very much for listening. Seriously, thank you. Uh, And until next time, this is Spencer, dispensing information. Goodbye.